Dogs on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. I am the game, JR. Rest in peace. Oh, man, that promo. By Dusty Rhodes and the various voices that you hear in our opening there can only mean one thing. We are back for hot tag on this flashback Friday. And I'm excited about this one. I'm really uh really looking forward to this one. So um as always on hot tag, I am joined by the one and only Brandy Smith. Brandy, how are you? I'm good. How are you tonight, Jeff? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm a little bit tired. Um, but you know, this this episode I feel like is going to uh, wake me up and rejuvenate me. So uh, before we get started, I want to take a couple of minutes to do some housekeeping things. Uh, first off, to shout some people out in the chat, Sean Flagstaff, James Chadwick, famous KJ Carter, Team Rocket Admin Pumpkin, Mike Lister. Hey, Mike. There we go. There we go. So um, thank you guys for joining us, as always. And if you have not done so yet, which for right now, I think everyone has, but um, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to our channel. I feel like we talk about this a lot and I try not to talk about it very much, but, um, right now, this is, this is a live update. We are at 998 subscribers, 998. 
So it's very possible that during this episode, we will cross the 1,000 subscriber threshold again for the second time. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that. But anyway, um, all right. So if you, <laughs> so if you haven't, um, if you if you're not familiar with our schedule. Mondays, Abby's Window. Tuesdays, we stream Impact. Wednesdays, we have our podcast. And today, you're here with us. Now, I will give you a quick programming note. Starting next week, next week, instead of having Hot Tag on Flashback Fridays, we will have it on Throwback Thursdays. And we will be going on at 7 p.m. So, if, if y'all can spread the word, Hot Tag is moving to Thursdays at 7 p.m. starting next week. So just want to let you all know that. And if you want to take us on the go, we are on just about every single podcasting platform that you can think of. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. We're everywhere everywhere so if you want to take us on the go if you're at you know if you're studying or something like that and you just want to check out some cool wrestling stuff give us a listen okay i'm gonna shut up now uh because <laughs> this week we are talking about the one the only paul bearer and i'm really excited to uh to hear Brandy's, um, you know, in-depth research and everything, and we can ask some questions and do all that good stuff uh, while we're going. But Brandy, I'm going to shut up now and just ask a simple question. If you could give us a, a introduction into the man, the myth, the legend that is Paul Bearer. I thought you were about to ask me to do my best impression of Paul Bearer. <laughs> um. <laughs> And, and for you guys out there, I would love for Hot Tag to pull this 1,000 subscription thing over the finish line. So uh, let's do it, guys. But Mr. Paul Bearer did not start as Mr. Paul Bearer. He began his wrestling fandom as a young man, and his name was Bill Moody. He grew up in Alabama, another Southern boy. And... He really grew up around, you know, wrestling, their local promotions. He he was a huge fan, you know, just like the rest of us. I feel like we tell the story over and over that these people get started and they were just fans like us. He began in the middle 70s and he actually did end up in the ring. He was a wrestler for a little bit. One of his early names was Mr. X. He, he did wrestle. He was uh, around, you know, the Alabama area, some in the Florida area, uh, some in Texas. But he, he got to a point where he figured, okay, he, he couldn't be in the ring anymore. So he started doing what, what Paul Heyman did in the beginning. He started taking pictures at ringside. 
he started taking pictures for whatever promotion he was working for. He began to do some promotional stuff. You know, he had flyers out. He, you know, kept uh, fan clubs going, that kind of thing. Whatever he could do to be in the business. And this is an interesting part, and we're going to laugh about this later, but a lot of wrestlers try to have a business to fall back on. And Paul Bearer's business to fall back on was, yes, he was an actual mortician. He went to school uh, of mortuary science. He maintained an active license to run a funeral home, funeral parlor, whatever you want to call it, until his death. So that was his, that was his backup. He, I'm he just going to say that's scary as crap. He played that's just scary. on television and he was one in real life. Um, well, I don't know if you guys remember from the Undertaker episodes, but at first when they had to get caskets and body bags and stuff, they had to use uh, Bill Moody's contacts and license and stuff to be able to get those items because you know, back then you couldn't just go come off the street and go, I need, I need a casket. <laughs> you know, now things are a little bit more lax. And, and I suppose if you want a casket in your home to sleep in, you can have one. But um, he was Percival Pringle the third on the independent circuit. And so once he realized he, he, he didn't want to be in the ring anymore, he you know, did promotional things for whatever promotion he was with. And then somebody decided that he should be a manager. And that's where he got his managerial start as Percival Pringle III. He would manage a very early undertaker, also known as Texas Red, for his first match. He managed Lex Luger for his first match. He did some work with Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, so really he, he starts out with people that he would continue with when he ended up in the WWF. So his character before Paul Bearer was, was not very, um, macabre. He, I believe he had blonde hair, you know, he just, he had a very different look. So if you want to know what that's like, feel free to look it up. He, I'm actually going to try and do that while we're okay. on here, Brandy, so people can have a look at the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Percy Pringle. Uh, so he started a family. He, he had a wife. He had uh, a young son. And he, he really wanted to be able to support his family, not only with wrestling, but with the, his mortician business. He gets a call from WWF after they determined that they no longer wanted Brother Love to be the Undertaker's manager. They gave Bruce Pritchard a choice. You can either stay in the office or you can be on the road all the time with the Undertaker. And so I, I have found the photo and he is on screen with blonde hair with a bearded Lex Luger. Lex Luger had a beard. I don't know what's oh, yeah. weirder that Paul Bear had <laughs> blonde hair and that Lex Luger had a beard. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. I try. So, so uh, 
to find this other manager for The Undertaker. Uh, Bruce Pritchard suggested Bill Moody. Uh, Rick Rude suggested Bill Moody. Uh, even Pat Patterson made that suggestion. And finally, Vince said, okay, bring him in. And so he gets this call around Christmas time. I believe it's very close to his wedding anniversary, actually. And they said, "We Vince wants to see you. Can you get a plane? And he got a plane and ended up in Connecticut the next day. And so he had his meeting with Vince. And once Vince asked him, what do you, what do, you do? What do you do outside of wrestling? And he said, I'm a mortician. And everybody popped in this meeting, and they knew it was perfect. They knew it was going to be a perfect match. Now, the funny part is that actually one of the Road Warriors came up with the name Paul Bearer. Like, why don't we call him Paul Bearer? Get it? And so that's how Paul Bearer came about. He, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. He made his debut on the Brother Love Show. Um, sort of where Brother Love was handing over the reins a little bit. And he's, you know, this part is so funny to me. He, what is your name? And you hear Paul, Paul Bearer. And, you know, it was born. Um, before Paul Bearer had his uh, funeral parlor, which became kind of, the wrestling talk show at the time there had been um brother love there had been piper's pit and so this was the next incarnation of that kind of segment it was called the funeral parlor and so uh he would he would do different things uh promos for the undertaker there's even one where it looks like the Undertaker's, you know, sanding wood or trying to put it together, and it would end up being Kamala's casket. Yes. Yes. And there's one storyline in this time period where they they have a feud with Papa Shango, and Papa Shango says that he has the ashes in the urn, and, it, and he made it into this necklace. And so they, they had some great feuds in the beginning. Uh, where you really realize that there are some cracks in the relationship between Paul Bearer and The Undertaker are when mankind comes on the scene. And so in the beginning, you know, he's he's this perfect, perfect, you know, foil for The Undertaker. And mankind and Undertaker have a match. And Paul Bearer turns on The Undertaker. He ends up hitting... The Undertaker with the urn and he allies himself with Mankind, which I thought was a fantastic pairing too, by the way. I loved him with Mankind. I loved him with The Undertaker. I loved him with Kane. Uh, during this time, he was paired with Vader, like Paul Bearer was trying to, you know, have a stable or something. I didn't like that pairing. I don't think they got along very well. He also would manage The Executioner who was actually one of the former Freebirds and a friend of Paul Bearer's from the, his early days in wrestling. That's um, right. Unfortunately, that character did not hang around for very long. <laughs> yeah, not long. Not very long. Not, not long. Not long. And so the storyline begins where Paul Bearer knows 
the Undertaker's biggest secret. And you guys, if you're smart marks out there, you know what I'm about to talk about. Uh oh. Uh huh. The Undertaker had some secrets in his closet, and I feel like if it was not on wrestling, like they could have totally put the storyline on Jerry Springer. But. He, he starts teasing that the Undertaker's brother is alive, which is so shocking. And, and you slowly get the behind the scenes of this story. Uh, the Undertaker claims he burned down the house and his brother was in it and his parents died in the fire. And uh, Paul Bear slowly kind of lets it reveal that he had been having an affair with the Undertaker's mama and Kane was the result of that affair. Ooh. Intrigue. I know I told you this should be on the Jerry Springer show. Um, so the Undertaker just, you know, he, he's just destroyed. He's just destroyed. And Kane has issues with the Undertaker because he doesn't understand why he didn't save him. He doesn't understand why he has to live with all of these scars and one eye and everything else that might happen to someone who was, you know, very damaged in a fire. And part of the storyline is also that Kane has been in a hospital for years in his recovery from the fire. And so this starts the feud between Kane and the Undertaker. And you eventually find out that Undertaker did not start the fire. He didn't start the fire? Didn't start the fire. And that... Say what? I know. And that his, his father was not the father of his little brother. And that Paul Bearer started the fire. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. It's it's Young and the Restless on WWF. Plot twist. Absolutely. So, so Undertaker kind of moves on to this darker point of his character. He's He's got the acolytes with him. He's got the brood. He's got, you know, all of, all of this stuff. And at this point, when... You know, it's it's brother versus brother. Paul Bearer is on the side of Kane. They take him off the road for a while. They're concerned about his health. He has some health issues. Um, they want him to try to get in a little bit better shape. And so he try he tries to lose some weight, and he he tries to get himself into into better shape to be able to continue with working with his wrestlers that he's worked with for so long, Mankind, Kane, Undertaker. And so the Undertaker eventually goes back to Paul Bearer and they continue almost in their old ways for, for a period of time. And eventually there would be the Brothers of Destruction. Um, then they would start fighting again and always Mankind would be thrown in the mix at some point. But Bill Moody left the WWE. I'm not sure if it was suggested that, okay, you need to take some time off 
or if he was actually let go. That part was kind of unclear through the different sources that I had. He goes to, to the upstart company, TNA, as Percival Pringle. But the WWE lures him back to be reunited with The Undertaker with the condition that they will pay for a gastric bypass sur- surgery for Paul Bearer. He had gotten to the point where he couldn't get up the ring steps. He mm-hmm. couldn't get into the ring. And, you know, we have to remember at this time period, you know, early early 2000s or so, you know, this this kind of surgery was still very dangerous. It, I believe it's still dangerous today, but, you know, not as much as it was 20 years ago. And he had the surgery. They believed it was successful, but he immediately started having gallbladder issues. So they had to go in and do another surgery on his gallbladder, take it out. And they hoped that he was on the mend, but he, he would have heart issues throughout the rest of his life. Um, he was brought back for a program with the undertaker and it was, you know, as if the past was in the past and, and, and they were the dynamic duo again. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, um, Paul Bearer would be released again from the WWF. His beloved wife would die in the late 2010s. He had a son who wrestled as Percy Pringle on the Independence. He dies and he has an autistic granddaughter who was born um, of the son that, that died. So there's a lot of tragedy in his story, um, you know, just just so much that you feel like he could draw on to be the amazing character that he was. He he did continue his mortuary business up until his death, and what led to Paul Bear's death was he had a heart condition, but he had a tachycardial kind of issue where his heart beat too fast and. You know, he had told people he was having pain and he ultimately passed away. He would be inducted into the WWF, WWE Hall of Fame. And what really upset me as a fan, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this as a podcaster, but Kane, along with his children, inducted him into the WWE Hall of Fame after he had died, after he had passed away. And the next night on Raw, they had a tribute show for him and Undertaker, you know, gave his tribute to him on the show. But I I really feel like the Undertaker should have been the one to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Why that didn't happen, I don't know. But as a fan, it makes me really disappointed in the Undertaker. You know, I know. I know sometimes Vince says, this is who I want to do it. Or maybe sometimes the family says, this is who I want to do it. But I, I really feel like it, it should have been The Undertaker. And I really feel like he, he should have stood up and said, hey, it needs to be me. Um, you know, Paul Bearer, he was a manager. He was, from, uh, you know, in promotions. He did some work at Gorilla over, you know, his, his period in WWF. He, you know, did some work as a booker to an extent. 
you know, he just tried really hard to be the jack of all trades. But when he was a manager, when he's managing Undertaker, you know, in the early days and in the 90s, he really was his manager. He would drive. He would make sure that their accommodations were taken care of. And and from everything I've read, everything I've listened to, I really feel like he did take care of the Undertaker. He felt like that was his job. He would do the same thing with Kane. Um, and I think it speaks a lot to his character. Um, I've heard stories that he had a very dry sense of humor. Sometimes uh, it can be a little hurtful, you know, if um, certain people didn't know how to take his, his humor. But from everything I read, he was a wonderful guy. He was fun to be around with. Uh, he, he made a great manager. And other than his family, the love of his life was wrestling. And unfortunately, you know, he went through a lot of tragedy towards the end of his life and then himself passed away in a very tragic manner. Yeah. And I mean, you really you really feel for for him because he was such I mean, yes, he was playing a character that was a mortician, but he I mean, he was so fun mm-hmm. and kind of you know, in, in kind of a creepy, you know, yes. way, but like hearing him, but hearing his voice, I would, it didn't freak me out. I mean, it just, it, it was, me I would I laugh. It scared me when <laughs> I was a kid. He and The Undertaker did, like, The Undertaker's music would come on and I'd like just hide my face, you know, with my hands and, and Paul Bear, he did creep me out a little bit. <laughs> if I could have seen <laughs> either one of them well, I probably would have been even more creeped out. Probably, probably, but I mean, he was just, he was a uh, different for me, which I really love. So nails, I'm going to catch nails up real quick because she says, have I missed any super duper facts that would shock me nails? Did you know that Paul bearer actually managed Lex Luger? And not only that, but he had blonde hair. Like very blonde hair. Um, he would also go on to manage Rick Rude, uh, Brandy. Th- Brandy, throw out some of those other names for me too. Yeah, Rick Rude. You know, he had done some some work with the Freebirds back in the day. Um, what the really interesting part that I found out about him nails was he was a real life mortician. Yes, this was his gimmick, but he also did it in real life. Which is just crazy because it's like, oh, you know, so most people, if they're athletes or into professional sports, you know, it's like I sell insurance on the side or I do this yeah. or I do that. Mm-hmm. No, no, not him. He, he was a real life mortician. So. Or, or you can begin as a demented dentist and end up as a demented brother, but your That's real true. life job is a mayor in Tennessee. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you you could yeah. be Isaac Yankum DDS, and then uh, and then, be <laughs> and then be Kane. So and then be the mayor. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. Bill Moody was actually uh, a redhead, from what I understand. Well, I've got an interesting picture of him. He's got some some long blonde hair that's is kind of cut in a bob. 
<laughs> and he's he's got uh some glorious bangs in this wow. photo. So I mean, and yeah, he's got like a gold and black jacket and um a red tie. Yeah, he he looks uh very interesting. <laughs> yeah, they made they made him dye his hair and any facial hair just that really kind of jet black. Well, over time, it made his hair fall out. So at one point, they let him kind of lighten it up again, um, somewhat, and to try to stop his hair from falling out. Yeah. Oh, and um, even though I'm like I'm trying my best not to get my hopes up about this, I'm I want to wait for a little bit. But since uh, thank you, uh, Jesse, uh, Callan Corner for announcing this, but we have officially hit 1000 subscribers. Woohoo! So thank you guys so much for all that you do and supporting us and doing all of those things and uh you know putting up with with our um laughing and all the good stuff that we do. Um, I was trying to hit my air horn here. Here it is. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we got we got one thousand, and um, you know, a lot of that goes to uh, the credit goes to you guys because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. Um, but I just want to say thank you, and since. Some of you guys really, really love this sound. I'm going to play this. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, thank you guys so much. Um, and I am pretty sure that we will um, be talking to you guys, hopefully in the near future, about a 1,000 subscriber celebration. Uh, but that will come later. Joe has already sent me a text and he says 1K, baby. So, um, yes, and on the so, hot uh, tag. And on the hot tag. So, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to try. <laughs> this is exciting, but we're going to try to get back to, uh, to Paul Bearer here. Um, but, Brandy, if you, I know you mentioned a lot of his pairings. Yes. Um, what was your favorite? Number one has to be The Undertaker. And a lot of people I know would put Kane right behind that. But I'm going to have to put Mankind because how they work together was so good. You know, Mankind would call Uncle Paul. You know, I just, I feel like they were so perfect together. And yes, of course, Paul and Kane were perfect together. He was Kane's mouthpiece for a very long period of time. But just the... The sense of timing that Mick Foley has, how he just instinctually knows to play a certain character, it just worked so well with Paul Bearer. Plus, he's, you know, Mankind was the first guy that he left The Undertaker for. So that was, you know, that was the first swerve. So I, I would really put, put Mankind at number two and then Kane at number three. I know there's going to be a lot of you guys that disagree with me, but, you know. Um, and, yeah, I want to throw he, that out to the folks a, in the chat. Um, you guys let us know. 
let us know who your favorite Paul Bearer pairing was. He was okay with the executioner. I didn't like him with Vader at all. And I don't think he liked being paired with Vader, so. Uh, yeah, Mike Lister says, Paul Bearer with Mankind were great together. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. James Chadwick says, when Paul Bearer turned on Taker, it was shocking. Uh, Josh Mickelson says, Kane. Um, Eric Buchanan says, Undertaker for sure. Nails says, Taker and Kane. Yeah. You know, he just he just did such great work. He elevated every single star, I think, that he worked with. And so you really can't make a bad choice in a question like that. I, I, I just think it comes down to personal preference. Yep. Uh, Brandy, Mr. Smooth says you're doing an amazing job. Thank you very much. I tried very hard. Just just thought I should let you know that. Thanks. Um, James Chadwick. Take her a cane. Um, okay, we since we started this the other night, I'm going to throw in a, a quick joke to uh, break up the uh, break up the uh, action here. Sunny Wolf, the Sunny Wolf, says a pirate walks into a bar with a paper towel on his head. Bartender asks, "Hey, what's with the paper towel?" The pirate says, "Or I've got a bounty on me head." Good one. Good one. I like it. Wow. I like it. Um, <laughs> Nails asked, did Brandy watch his sons on the Hall of Fame? I know I always bring Hall of Fame up, LOL. Yes, yes. But I was probably still in shock of the fact that Undertaker was not the one to induct Paul Bearer into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I thought that he would have at least... Um, Something. At least you know? some part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, I agree. You know, I don't know. I guess that's just one of the things that's always going to disappoint me. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I was kind of hoping that Taker would would do would have more of a part. Yeah. Um. Too, but you know, I just, I really, 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 um, I want to ask you about where you think, and I know I asked this a lot about the managers that we discussed, but you know, what, what do you think his impact on the business was? And what do you think managers after him took away from what he was able to do in the business? Well, number one, his creativity, his being a Jack of all trades in the business. He had been a wrestler. He had been a part of promotions. He had been a part of booking. He was, you know, a manager, you know, I hope people like um, Paul Heyman, you know, took something from him, from his example, since they both started out as photographers in the business. And, you know, you know, Paul has been a part of creative and, and booking and that kind of thing. Of course, he had his own promotion for a while. Um, I think I think he's probably one of those that that reminds me of what. Paul Bearer could do. Um, I'm trying to think of who else really that we have today. 
And I don't know if I know of anybody else that we have today that could do as much as he did. Right. Paul Heyman is really the only one. Um, you know, well, I, I don't well, know. While you're thinking on that, Mike Lister has a question. Yes, um, and hi to Jody. Jody is joining us. Hey, and, uh, Jody. She says that she's stopping by to say that we are officially at 1K now. So, um, but Mike asks, who do you think will induct Taker when he goes into the Hall of Fame uh, since Paul Bearer is no longer with us? I think it will either be Vince himself, it will be Bruce Pritchard, or it will be um, Kane. Uh, his real name slipped my mind for a minute. <laughs> All I could think of was Kane or the mayor, <laughs> Glenn <laughs> Jacobs, Glenn Jacobs. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I think it'll either be Vince himself because Taker was a company man for such a long period of time and still is, uh, or Bruce Pritchard since he was his very first manager or Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, I would agree with those. I would add in um, – Charles Wright as well, a.k.a. Uh, the Godfather. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Papa Shango, um, because he was a member of the uh, Bone Street crew. Yep. Um, with him. So I think that's another another person. That's a really good shout. Yeah, I think that that might be. Um, that might be it. But there, there's no doubting the impact that Paul Bearer had on this business. You know, Helena Cell, I mean, I, I truly believe he was the first person who thought of using an urn as a weapon. You know, you, you know, you have your guitars, you have your steel chairs, and oh my gosh, why don't we use an urn? You know, <laughs> I, I mean, that just speaks to his creative mind. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And there is a little rumor out there that maybe he was kind of a takeoff of um, Mr. Adams. What's, what was this? Gomez Adams from the yeah. Adams family? But, but you know, I can see how you can, how some people can make that argument or how some people can think that. But I, I think he... I think Paul Bearer transcended that a great deal. So, so Brandy, um, if you could pair Paul Bearer with anyone today, any of the superstars today, regardless of promotion, so I'll open it up to WWE, Impact, AEW, um, any of that. Um, who who would you who would you have them with today? Alistair Black, uh, Matt Hardy. If he's really going with that broken thing, you know that he did so well. I never can remember this guy's name. Uh, the the body bag guy in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Darby. I just think of uh, yeah yeah Darby. Okay. I just think of him as the body bag guy. Uh, Rosemary, <laughs> Rosemary, 
Okay, I know Joe will like that. Rosemary, I, you know, Paige, Paige was a very alternative kind of female character. You know, maybe he could have even been with her. Um, oh my goodness, if he had been with the boogeyman, whew, that would mm. be interesting. That would have been yes. interesting. Maybe, maybe Paul would have carried the bucket of worms. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I, I know so many people would probably want me to say Bray, but Bray's not a person who needs to be lifted up by a manager. You know, uh, may, maybe he could have had some part in the fun house or, or something, you know, along those lines. Um, maybe even Alexa Bliss at this point and the darker turn that her character's taking. You know, I, I think it's I think it's about perspective. I think it's about how well you think somebody would work together. And, you know, you just go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're getting some good. We're getting, uh, let's see here. I want to scroll back up for a second. We're seeing Bray Wyatt, uh, Susie, a.k.a. Sue Young from uh, Impact. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy, Dexter Loomis, um, another shout for Darby, uh, Abyss or Abaddon, um, Ryzen, Holiday, Thunder Rosa. I didn't think uh, about Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, good stuff. Good stuff mm -hmm. there. So mm -hmm. good stuff there. Yeah. You know, um, I think Paul Bear and and I think he definitely could have managed Luna Vachon. You said who now again? Luna Vachon. Ooh. Ooh. I, I mean, like they're, that. yeah, they're both gone now. God rest their souls. But yeah. that would have been a really cool pairing. Yeah, it, it really would have been. That would have been really cool. Yeah, I agree with that. So I got to ask you about this. Um, funniest Paul Bearer moment that you remember. In the concrete crypt. <laughs> the concrete crypt, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mike Lister uh, yeah. mentioned that earlier. <laughs> or or the moment or the moment where they're in the graveyard and, and mankind is, is in the grave and he goes, Uncle Paul, this grave is too short for the undertaker. You know, and he realizes <laughs> that it was dug for him and not the undertaker, you know. Just any of those moments where, where mankind is like, Uncle Paul, you know. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Nail says uh, the behind the scenes of the concrete crypt video that came out was funny. I agree. Yeah, it was it was actually like some kind of oatmeal substance or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I just I mean the fact though, I mean to go back um to the very beginnings, the origins. And the fact that uh, he used his real life certification and everything to get WWE caskets. And that was just, bags. 
that yeah and body bags that was just awesome um okay i, I i've got to break said this i've got to break about... in real quick sorry no it's fine i got to break in real quick because uh, we're being joined by a special guest right now so um i'm going to just i'm not even going to introduce this special guest i'm just going to turn it over to the special guest Hello, everyone. Um, I have just popped in uh, to say, first of all, um, thank you to everyone, um, because uh, I was informed that we just hit the uh, 1000 sub mark. Uh, so that is amazing. Um, we know that we've been down this road before. Uh, hopefully this time it sticks. Um, but I wanted to say that. I also wanted to say thank you um, to Jeff. Uh, and also to Brandy for doing this show every single week. Um, you, they, they just do an amazing job. I love listening to the show. Um, I love Brandy's take on things. I love, um, I love Jeff's, uh, yeah, I love what Jeff does with the graphics. I love what Jeff does with the, with the show itself. So a lot of people don't give Jeff a lot of credit, but guys, look, I mean, I would not, and you know, I say I, we wouldn't be here without you. I would not be here without Jeff. Um, no question about what, you know, the things he did for the draft show last night was absolutely amazing and well over and above what, what I would have ever expected to see. Um, so thank you for being here. Obviously, thank you for listening to hot tag. Uh, we really appreciate that. Brandy, thank you as well, because, um, again, your knowledge of classic wrestling is, is tops and, uh, I absolutely love it. I love listening to the show. So I wanted to pop in with that. And uh, I will leave you quickly as I came with a Vince. This was such good shit. And I will get out of here tonight. So I'm going to go back to listening along with the rest of you guys again. Thank you so much for the thousand. We, we can't even begin to tell you how much we appreciate that. And uh, we've got nothing but good stuff to come, man. I am so excited for the future of the show and where we go from here. Nowhere but up, guys. Nowhere but up. Nothing but love for me and love for my co-hosts, Jeff and Brandy, and also to Jody. So thank you to everyone, guys. Great talking to you real quick. And uh, I got to go home because I got to watch a draft. Take yeah. care, everybody. I'll see you all later on. Thanks, Paul. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> and And guys, I have to say... I call Jeff my partner all the time. I call him my tag team partner and he never believes me. He's like, eh, I don't do anything, but you really do. And you make this so much more fun for me every time we do this together. So I'm going to cry. Um, don't cry. <laughs> don't do it. But you, you know how much I appreciate you. You guys, I have the best theme song out of all the podcasts. I don't care what anybody says. And that is thanks to Mr. Jeff Watson. Come on now. What? It's not me. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the, I have to share this story with you guys. Bruce Pritchard was talking about one time they had to go looking for a casket and it was going to be the casket they were going to use with the ultimate warrior segment of uh, the brother love show. And so they took 
one of the road warriors who was approximately the same kind of build as the ultimate warrior and Vince went and, you know, they had to use Paul's information to get the body bags or caskets or whatever. And so Bruce, Bruce said that he got in the coffin and, you know, he's, he's kind of like, the first time I got in a coffin, you know, and you just think, okay, <laughs> how many more times do you have to get in a coffin? But he said, you know, you would think it looks really nice. You would think it would feel really good. He says it's the most uncomfortable thing he's ever been in. He's like, I don't know how people rest in peace. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you think there should be a, a Tempur-Pedic in there or something. So if any of you guys ever get the urge to try out a casket, don't be surprised. Yeah, I'm not trying one of those out until yeah, I um no. until I have to go into one. So yeah, and even then, I don't want to go into one. <laughs> but I I thought that was funny. <laughs> he thought it was going to be all comfortable. <laughs> even Vince got in one to try it out. Yeah, I could uh I could see that. Wait, can can you imagine what the manager of the store must have thought? <laughs> Everybody just hopping in caskets. <laughs> Maybe Paul Bear in the background in the background going, Oh yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think he would do a great commercial for Manscaped. I, I think he would say, if you want your dead man to to be as, as nicely groomed as he should be on that final day, <laughs> go to manscaped.com. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Even up until your final day, use the yeah. insiders code insiders 24. You're 20% off. Even if you're listen, you, a lot of people, especially in, well, I've got some people in, in my circle who, whenever you dress real nice, they tell you, man, your casket clean. <laughs> and <laughs> And, you know, like you got to be completely casket clean, you know, so, um, you know, so why not be completely casket clean and use Manscaped? I'm trying to make it work, guys. Um, no, that was, a, that was a real good segue there, Brandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been thinking about this before. I was like, this is a really good shout for Manscaped. It is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You want to look. You want to look good for that for that funeral. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, depending on where you feel that you'll go after. I mean, you might run into somebody uh, in the afterlife. You know, where yeah. you want to be all nice and uh and and Fine. escaped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're going <laughs> off the rails. Um. <laughs> but that's the fun part about this show. Is that we feel yes. like we can? Yeah, I mean, you know, we the main thing is we want to we want to have fun and you know bring some laughter and some positivity. I mean, the thing is, there's enough crap going on in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely, um, enough, you know, mean spirited people and horrible things that all of us are affected by. I mean. My goodness, our lives this year have completely changed. And yep. it's not just 
it's not just one person. It's not just, you know, some people or dependent upon where you live It's worldwide. And, you know, if we, if we can bring you a few minutes of laughter during one of our shows, then, you know, that's what we want to do because we want to provide an escape. And I know, you know, as soon as we, as soon as we get out of here, um, you know, we have to go back to our real world, but if we can, whenever we're on, you know, provide some entertainment and some fun, and that's what we want to do. Um, (laughs) Joshua Mickelson, I'm going to read his comment, says, if you want to buy a toy that eats grass, use promo code insiders. (laughs) Yeah. Insiders is the promo code. I, I feel like I feel like Bill, Bill Moody would enjoy shows like this who really want to celebrate him and who find humor in so many things because he he was such a funny person and and he loved you know to to make fun of stuff too so I I think he would enjoy this I really do yeah yeah I mean he seemed like a a fun loving person and yeah. um yeah I just. I just feel like he would definitely enjoy something like this. And I mean, he, he might even be like, you know, you don't have to do this for me, but um, yeah, I just, I mean, people like Paul bear, Bill Moody, they need to, they need to be celebrated and they need to be mentioned because, you know, we were fortunate enough to grow up at a time where we got to see him on a weekly basis and sometimes more. But a lot of younger people didn't get a chance to see him as much. And only thing they see is on YouTube clips or, you know, if he's mentioned on something on the WWE network. So uh, to be able to highlight, um, be able to highlight someone like him is um, is just fantastic. And, um, you know, I'm glad that we get a chance to do that on on this show. You know, we can take a lot of the folks that many people may have forgotten about or just haven't heard about in a while and we can bring those back into the spotlight so um okay so we before we get out of here go ahead go ahead i'm sorry you're not going to see and he's another manager you're not going to see anyone like him again like kind of the same thing we said with slick and the same thing we said with teddy long these people their type of craft is something that you don't see anymore and it's sad because I, I think we should still see it in wrestling today. Agreed. I agree. So we're coming up on six four six fifty five. Um and Brandy, I want to give you a chance to kind of preview what we're doing over the next couple weeks. <laughs> and then uh we'll get folks out of here so they can um, you know, take bathroom breaks, that kind of thing, and uh get ready for this draft tonight. We, we were the popcorn match before the draft. <laughs> we'll um, take okay. it. <laughs> okay, guys. I am so excited about um, the ideas that Jeff and I have had for the rest of the month for you guys. <clears throat> the next hot tag, we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about its origins and some of the best moments from Hell in a Cell since its inception. And 
when I talk about these topics for the next few weeks, you guys send me, send me some shouts in the Facebook group, you know, so I know, Hey, this is what I think, or this is what I really enjoyed. Um, the, the week after that, we're going to do Halloween Havoc WCW style, baby. And WCW. I WCW. And I want you guys, you know, what do you remember from Halloween Havoc? Uh, you know, what are, what are some of those things that were absolutely unforgettable? For me, I, I automatically think of spin the wheel, make the deal, and uh, the Shockmaster. Um, and the last week, the, the um, couple days before Halloween itself, we are going to have a top 10 scariest gimmicks or creepiest gimmick. Now... This can be a wrestler, this can be a tag team, or it can be a particular stipulation for a match. So again, if there's anything you guys want to learn more about, anything you want to hear on the show about these three topics, hit me up on the Facebook group. And if you're not a member of the Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Sign up. That's right. What the it's, heck are you waiting on? It's, it's the on, best man. way that I can communicate with you guys because I'm not on Twitter, you know. Um, and... Mike is, is, you know, totally into the Facebook group. I get so many ideas and thoughts from him and I appreciate that. So if you guys don't know how to sign up, Mike, tell him what to do. There you go. There you go. So, all right, folks, um, we're going to get out of here for the evening, but before we go again, um, if you have not, please, subscribe to our channel again if you want to take us on the go check out check us out on just about every single podcasting platform out there um you know if you're riding to school or to work check us out listen to us on the go um so i want we're take off me on the go well you know what you can take you on the go right I, I, I love it um, again, we're off this weekend because we don't have any pay-per-views. So, um, I'm going to use this w weekend to rest. Um, but we will be back on Monday with Abby's window at 6 PM on Tuesday. We will be doing a live watch along of impact wrestling. And if you have not checked out impact wrestling Join us on Tuesday so you can check that out because they're about to really get into uh, Bound for Glory and all of the all of the build for that. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We always have a ton of fun on a uh, ton of fun on Tuesday nights. Wednesday at ten fifteen p.m. Eastern, uh, we will uh, be back for our podcast and then. Again, everyone just want to make sure everyone knows quick programming note next Thursday, starting next Thursday, the hot tag will be on throwback Thursdays and we will be live at 7 p.m. on Thursday. So check us out. Um, and we've got people boosting in the chat already, even though it's not Tuesday, it's never too early or late to boost. Um, wait, 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 wait. So, what's that? What's that mean? Okay, so there, so th see, this is why you have to join us on Tuesdays. I, I there's do, a wrestler, not every there's Tuesday. a wrestler in Impact 
named Moose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, and instead of calling him that, we we boo him. So we just uh, <laughs> you know combine the two, Boose. Um, you know, shout out to Nels and James because they are the uh, the captains of the Boos ship. So um, so we boost as many times as we can, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday. It's never too late or too early to boost. So. Guys, that's it for us again. Thank you guys so much for uh being a, along for the ride thank you for helping us get to 1000 subscribers really really um appreciate that and uh yeah we'll be back uh we'll be back on monday and um brandy what do you say we do this again next thursday yeah let's do this on thursday i'm red day guys all right weekend we love you we couldn't do it without you that's right and enjoy the draft tonight and what better way to send you off than to send you out with some dusty roads and other people again so for brandy for jody for joe guys have a great weekend join us again on monday peace out you don't know what hard times are daddy Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. But the cream will rise to the top for oh yeah. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Hip, yes, I am the game, JR. Rest in peace.